the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. Where Sam Maupin is back in the engineer's chair for the day. Thanks, Sam. James Blend is still on vacation. And Dave King, I have no idea where he is. Anyway, today on Friday, we're going to take a look at headline news and then the lighter side of the news. This week, we'll also feature the Christian Outlook featuring Pastor Michael Yosef, host of the Leading the Way radio program about a nation adrift and its need for a great awakening. We'll hear from Andy Bales, CEO of the Union Rescue Mission in downtown Los Angeles. He'll talk about the homeless crisis there and what the mayor and uh, other local ministries are doing about it. And finally, Valerie Hill, CEO of Real Options, will talk about the states trying to um, set themselves up as havens for abortion at any time and for any reason. That's coming up this week in the Christian Outlook. Also, we're looking forward to um, hosting pastors for the Pastors Masters. The registration has come and gone. It was five o'clock yesterday that we are so looking forward to uh, hosting this event along with Portland Adventists and just giving them a great day out where they have uh, no responsibilities just to have a great time with fellow pastors and ministry leaders. So that's coming up on Monday, which means I will not be in studio on Monday, but back live and ready to go on Tuesday. Well, first, taking a look at some of the day's headlines, the Secret Service has concluded its investigation into the cocaine found at the White House without identifying a suspect, prompting skeptical lawmakers to cry cover up. Now, whether or not there is one, remains uh, an open question. No fingerprints or DNA were reportedly found on the bag of cocaine, according to the Secret Service. Surveillance footage was inconclusive. Uh, There was no surveillance video footage that produced investigative leads. Again, according to the Secret Service, the news comes as they are um, set to give a classified briefing to the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability. The Secret Service confirmed yesterday that marijuana was found twice at the White House in 2022, sparking more questions about security after cocaine was discovered there earlier this month. Officials talked um, pot to members of Congress during a Thursday briefing on the Secret Service Uniform Division, later confirmed details, uh, nothing that um, but that a small amount of marijuana was found in June and September of last year. Under these suspicious circumstances, the simplest explanation is likely the correct one, Tom Cotton points out. Well, the Food and Drug Administration approved the first over-the-counter birth control pill, Ophill as it's called, OP, not UP, significantly expanding access to contraception among women across the U.S. The FDA on Thursday followed the advice of expert advisors who recommended in May that the agency grant non-prescription approval of the pill, despite questions over some data on its proper use. Medical societies and advocacy groups have called for years for birth control to be available over the counter, and it's uh, in uh, countries including South Korea and Greece. You want to follow South Korea and Greece's example, apparently. Well, the push intensified last year after the Supreme Court eliminated the constitutional right to an abortion, leaving the decision on the uh, uh, procedure and its legality to the states. 
uh, just uh, the news reports at FDA officials said Uphill is expected to be more effective than currently available non-prescription contraceptive methods in preventing unintended pregnancy, end quote. Women will now be able to obtain Uphill without seeing a health care provider first. President Biden's FTC specifically targeted Elon Musk and Twitter, we're learning. Earlier this year, the House Select Committee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government released a report outlining how the Federal Trade Commission had targeted Twitter following Elon Musk's takeover with harassment and bureaucratic red tape. But now we know the FTC's harassment of Elon Musk's Twitter was even greater than previously thought and looked more like an ideologically driven shakedown than a legitimate inquiry based on justifiable concerns. The motion for a protective order filed by Musk's ex-corp, which owns Twitter, asked the court to rein in an investigation that has spiraled out of control and become uh, taunted, rather tainted by bias and to terminate a misfit consent order that no longer can serve any proper equitable purpose. Specifically, the motion seeks to have the court terminate the FTC's consent order imposed on Twitter in 22 as Musk took the reins following the completion of his deal to buy the social network and take it private. According to the filing, the FTC has engaged in conduct so irregular and improper that Ernst & Young The independent assessor designated under the consent order between Twitter and the FTC to evaluate the company's privacy, data protection and information security program felt as if the FTC was trying to influence the outcome of the engagement before it had started. Senate Democrats have launched a new assault on the Supreme Court by threatening and intimidating longtime constitutional legal scholar Leonard Leo. Senate Judiciary Committee Democrats have sent letters to two wealthy businessmen and a major political activist requesting more information about the undisclosed gifts to Supreme Court justices. Um, ProPublica, which has been on an unrelenting crusade against conservative Supreme Court justices in recent months, reports the letters sent Tuesday by Senator Sheldon Whitehouse from Rhode Island and Senator Dick Durbin from Illinois, both Democrats, Uh, And uh, by the way, Durbin is the committee chair. Seek more detail about an undisclosed 2008 luxury fishing vacation, just as Samuel Alito took, that was reported last month by ProPublica. The letters went to three people, hedge fund billionaire Paul Singer, mortgage company owner Robin Arkley uh, II, and Leonard Leo, a longtime leader at the Federalist Society, the powerful conservative legal group. The undisclosed gifts... Uh, aren't the aren't required to be disclosed and typically involve benign travel with friends. They're going after Leo because he's been successful at getting constitutional judges onto the Supreme Court. President Biden on Thursday authorized the Pentagon to tap up to uh, 3000 reservists for deployment to Europe to augment U.S. troops there in support of Operation Atlantic Resolve. Biden's order authorizes the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of Homeland Security to send active duty units and individual members who are assigned to a unit of the select reserves and uh, or any member of the individual ready reserve. Units deployed are not to exceed more than 3000 total members at one time, of whom not more than um, 450 may be members of the individual ready reserve, the order said. Although it's not clear whether Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin plans to actually deploy these reservists anytime soon. The move suggests that the U.S. military's training mission in Europe, along with the deployment of several new brigades after the invasion, has stretched active duty forces. The Associated Press said Thursday 
It reached a two-year deal with artificial intelligence company OpenAI to share access to its news archive in return for technology and product expertise. The AP's deal is one of the first between a major news agency and AI, artificial intelligence, as the technology becomes more popular in businesses and corporations worldwide. As part of the deal, OpenAI will gain access to some of AP's text archives dating back to 1985, and the AP will receive expertise from the AI algorithm. The AP is uh, hoping the deal will uh, put in a position, put it in a position to lead in developing standards for newsrooms using generative AI, which uh, refers to a system that generates its own text or other media in response to prompts. Axios points out that the news industry is grappling with ways to best leverage artificial intelligence to improve output while also protecting its work uh, from being used to train AI algorithms without permission or compensation. In striking deal with the OpenAI, AP hopes to be an industry leader in developing standards and best practices around generative AI for other newsrooms. The Biden administration is calling out Senators Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin over the nomination of Julie Su, a dramatic escalation in an effort to confirm a secretary of labor that's been stalled on Capitol Hill since February. A White House official on Thursday said President Joe Biden would continue to fight for Sue's confirmation, calling his support for her unwavering. We hope the official added Senator Manchin and Senator Sinema reconsider their positions. The official comments came just minutes after Manchin said he would oppose Sue's nomination. The West Virginia Democrat touted Sue's credentials as impressive, but said he ultimately decided to vote against her over a genuine concern regarding ideology. Cinema has been publicly undeclared, though the officials uh, officials comments suggest that the Arizona Independent has signaled to the White House that she has reservations about the nominee. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We're taking a look at some of the day's headlines and coming up in the second half of this first hour, the lighter side of the news. We'll be back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, we're back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show engineered today by Sam Moppin. Well, a Kansas judge has refused to back down from her decision to pause residents from changing their gender on their driver's licenses. Well, the Kansas City judge on Wednesday said so many transgender people rushed to change their gender on their driver's licenses that it created a public safety concern. That's in quotes. Shawnee County District Court Judge Teresa Watson issued a temporary restraining order Monday on a policy from Democratic State Governor Laura Kelly that allowed transgender people in the state to change their gender on their licenses. Republican State Attorney General Chris Kobach challenged the governor's policy, arguing it violates key sections of the Senate Bill 180, which went into effect the 1st of July. Senate Bill 180, also known as the Women's Bill of Rights, defines an individual sex as an individual sex at birth, either male or female. In a Zoom hearing Wednesday, the Department of Revenue failed to convince District Judge Teresa Watson that she should lift the ban she put in place Monday on on uh, changes to people's listed sex on their licenses. The order expires on the 24th of this month, but Watson is likely to hold another hearing to determine whether to extend that ban. Disney CEO Bob Iger says he no longer wants to um, to be drawn into the culture wars. Culture wars, the lines of which he helped to draw. Well, it looks like their battle with Governor DeSantis has, well, cooled things off a bit. 
The New York Post reports that Disney's boss, Bob Iger, said he doesn't want to be drawn into these culture wars as Disney continues to weather a battle with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis during an interview on Sun Valley's uh, summer camp for billionaires. In a Thursday sit-down with CNBC, Iger said of last month's neo-Nazi protests outside Walt Disney World Orlando theme park, that was horrifying. I don't uh, really want to engage in the specifics except to say that it's not our goal to be involved in a culture war. Iger echoed the sentiment when questioned on the House of um, uh, House of Mouse's ongoing legal dispute with Florida Governor DeSantis, who's entered the 2024 presidential race. The last thing I want is for the company to be drawn into any culture wars, he said, of Disney's First Amendment case against DeSantis that was filed in April, which has since escalated into a row of warring lawsuits. Uh, what we should not be hearing after today are arguments that Disney won the battle with DeSantis. Disney is telling us, plain as day, this fight was a loss and should never have been fought at all. Hollywood actors are officially headed to the picket line. Unable to reach a deal with producers, members of the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, will join up with more than 11,000 already striking film and television writers starting at midnight. The failed negotiations with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers means film and television productions featuring actors will immediately halt, essentially shutting down Hollywood. This may not be an altogether bad thing. It'll be the first uh, tandem strike in the industry since 1960. The Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, the trade association that negotiates on behalf of Netflix, Inc., Walt Disney Corporation, and other companies, said it was deeply disappointed that SAG-AFTRA has decided to walk away from negotiations. The group said it had offered the highest percentage increases in minimum pay levels in 35 years, substantial increases in pensions and health care contribution caps, and a 76% increase in foreign residuals paid by uh, big bu- paid from big budget streaming shows among other benefits the studios also put forward a groundbreaking ai proposal that protects actors digital likenesses the amptp said actors are worried that their digital images will be used without their permission or proper compensation President Biden's mobilization and cringeworthy NATO performance on Thursday, the president signed an order allowing the Pentagon to call up some 3000 reserves to Operation Atlantic Resolve, as mentioned earlier, part of America's response back in 2014 to Russia's annexation of Crimea was to create Operation Atlantic Reserve, which provides rotational deployments of combat credible forces to Europe to show our commitment to NATO while building readiness, increasing interoperability, inter operability and enhancing the bonds between ally and partner militaries. Why the uh, Department of Defense needs these reserve troops now has not been explained. Meanwhile, the day before, the president was at the NATO summit in Lithuania, looking every bit his age. He dotted around on the gaff parade, including at one point referring to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky as Vladimir, which, of course, is the Russian president Putin's first name and re- confusing Russia with Ukraine. In student loan forgiveness 2.0, apparently Joe Biden couldn't care less about being slapped down by the U.S. Supreme Court for his unconstitutional student loan uh, cancellation gambit as his administration is added again, as he promised, immediately following that decision. This time, the president is seeking to put taxpayers on the hook for $39 billion in student loan debt for upwards of 804,000 low-income borrowers. 
this latest plan for student debt cancellation sets a repayment threshold of 20 to 25 years that a borrower must take uh, must make income adjusted payments based on an individual's income level. These payments uh, could be as low as zero dollars. Education Secretary Cardona defended the plan by claiming this administration will not stop fighting to level the playing field in higher education, end quote, making those who did not take out the loans in the first place now responsible for paying off the debt for those who did. And uh, they may not make nearly the income those college educated folks are generating. The Biden administration falsely claimed the stimulus is not the real cause of inflation. In an effort to deflect responsibility for the record high inflation Americans have endured under the current administration, they're claiming that the $1.9 trillion stimulus spending is not the real cause of inflation. To do this, the administration engaged in a game of smoke and mirrors by pointing to other countries that saw inflation rise during the pandemic. What the administration is attempting to do, however, is deny basic monetary reality. Printing more money so the government can spend more money devalues the currency. The result is that the price of goods goes up. Meanwhile, people are sa- people's savings and paychecks didn't match the rate of monetary devaluation. Therefore, Americans became poorer in the last two years. Biden's spending policy did this, but of course, he doesn't want to, to own it. So out come the... Um, Well, the new versions on top of this, the cost of servicing the U.S. debt has risen by 25 percent this year, which bodes ill for the future. It's people of color and not colored people. Evidently, it matters a great deal whether the adjective comes before or after the noun. On Thursday, Republican Representative Eli Crane was blasted after he referred to black Americans as colored people during his promotion of an amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act. Now, that is these days not acceptable. Now, in my lifetime, I'm 67 years old. I have been colored. I've been Negro. I've been black. And I remember when I was young, you fought somebody who called you black. Then you were black and proud. And now it's African-American. It's sometimes difficult to keep up. But colored people has been out for a for a bit of a. A spell. Well, the amendment has nothing to do with whether or not colored people or black people or anybody can serve, Crane explained. It has nothing to do with color of your skin. Well, the Congressional Black Caucus member, Joyce Beatty, took offense and hammered Crane for setting us back. She added on this floor of on both sides of the aisle, we have people of color. So color has to come after uh, people. Um, we have people who have served. A debate then erupted on the House floor with cries of racism dubiously launched. The great irony here is the very existence of the NAACP, National Association of, you guessed it, Colored People, which the Congressional Black Caucus has long held in high esteem. Well, that acronym, of course, stands for, as I mentioned, the National Association of Colored People. Maybe it needs to be changed to people of color. Anyway, words. The Department of Justice spied on Devin Nunez's staff during the Russia hoax subpoenas show. Democrats unveiled new efforts to rescue the Equal Rights Amendment. And California advanced a child trafficking bill after Governor Newsom urged Democrats to revive the legislation. Government officials were stunned by the startling spike in Chinese donations at University of Pennsylvania after the Biden think tank opened. The former chief investigator for the Department of Education said the agency noticed a startling spike in Chinese donations to the University of Pennsylvania after President Joe Biden opened his think tank at the school in 2017. It was extraordinary. Paul Moore, who served uh, the school in 2017, it was extraordinary 
Uh, the chief uh, speaking to the chief's investigative council during the Trump administration and congressional testimony on Thursday. UPenn raked in over $100 million from China-based contributions between 2017 and 2022, according to the Washington Free Beacon earlier this year reporting. This was a substantial increase from the four years prior to 2017 when the school received a total of $19 million. So from 19 to $100 million. Moore's testimony comes as UPenn and the Penn Biden Center face scrutiny over the surge in foreign donations, many of them anonymous, that coincided with the think tank's opening and President Joe Biden's election. The FTC has opened a probe into chat GPT's maker, OpenAI, and a top senator assailed President Biden for letting heroin users off easy while turning smokers into criminals. Federal agencies are using just 25 percent of their office space, a watchdog group uh, reveals. And Maybelline is being trashed after using a bearded man to sell lipstick. One hundred female track athletes have been displaced by one trans identified male in West Virginia. And an appeals court ordered new congressional lines in New York, which will be the potential boon for Democrats. And finally, good news. The Sound of Freedom passed $50 million at the box office. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show, back in a moment with the lighter side of the news. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We're going to launch into the lighter side of the news in just a moment. Before we do that, I did want to give you a little glimpse of what happened on this day in history. 1789, in an event symbolizing the start of the French Revolution, citizens of Paris stormed the Bastille prison and released the seven prisoners inside. 1798, U.S. Congress passes the Sedition Act, making it a federal crime to publish false, scandalous, or malicious writing about the United States government. 1798. 1912, American folk singer-songwriter Woody Guthrie, this land is your land, um, is born in Oklahoma. 1976, Jimmy Carter wins the Democratic presidential nomination at his party's convention in New York. 1980, the Republican National Convention opens in Detroit, where presumptive nominee Ronald Reagan tells a welcoming rally he and his supporters are determined to make America great again. 2003, newspaper columnist Robert Novak publicly reveals the CIA employment of Valerie Plame's wife of Joseph Wilson, a former U.S. ambassador in Africa, who said the administration had twisted pre-war intelligence on Iraq. 2013, thousands of demonstrators across the country protest a Florida jury's decision to clear George Zimmerman in the shooting death of Trayvon Martin. 2016, terror strikes Bastille Day celebrations in the French Riviera city of Nice as a large truck plows into a festive crowd, killing 86 people in an attack claimed by Islamic State extremists. The driver is shot dead by police. And finally, on this day in history, 2019, President Trump squares off with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and progressive freshman congresswoman. Uh, women, rather, on Twitter, telling the new lawmakers to go back to their countries of origin to fix the corruption plaguing those nations before they lecture the United States. Not exactly a shining moment. All right. Taking a look at the lighter side of the news, New York had its uh, hot dog eating contest to celebrate Independence Day. But the Florida Keys had their own sweeter alternative, the Key Lime Pie Eating Championship in Key West. Now, I have to tell you, these Eating, or I should say overeating contests are really pretty disgusting if you watch people plant their face in the middle of a pile of food and just, you know, eat it like a rutting pig. But we're talking key lime pie. 
I might lighten my position on the subject. Well, the Key Lime Pie Eating Championship in Key West, where Key Lime Pie originated, was won by Joshua Mogul, a 38-year-old from Altoona, Iowa. He's a tire manufacturer manager. Well, he plunged his face first into the nine-inch pie smothered with whipped cream during the... Sorry, I'm salivating just a bit. Whose rules forbid contestants to use their hands. I could live with that. The gooey competition has become a subtropical substitute to Nathan's famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest. Well, Mogul consumed the confection in three minutes and 35 seconds, besting 24 rivals in the culmination of Key West's five-day Key Lime Festival. Eat, eat, eat. Always have pie in my mouth, Mogul says when asked about the strategy he employed. Well, experts believe uh, key lime pie was developed in the late 1800s in Key West. Its primary ingredients are condensed milk, egg yolks, the juice of tiny yellow key limes, typically with a graham cracker crust, whipped cream or meringue topping. Oh, my. In 2006, the tart creamy dessert was designed, uh, designated rather Florida's official pie by the state legislature. Mm. What would Oregon's official state pie be? I'm not sure we merit a state pie. I don't know. Did you hear about um, Dave's not chicken? Well, they uh, brought to Oregon a um, not chicken alternative. They're actually testing it. Dave's hot chicken has gone from scrappy late night pop up to being the fastest growing restaurant chain in the nation. But come June 20th, so this was a few weeks back, the brand is hand-breading and frying up something new in each of its six Oregon restaurants as residents in and around Portland, Beaverton, Salem, Tualatin, Clackamas, and Eugene can be the first outside of the company's headquarters of Los Angeles to try Dave's Not Chicken, Dave's hot, juicy, and crispy take on a cauliflower slider and cauliflower bites. Taking it a step further, the Beaverton restaurant has rebranded as Dave's Not Chicken, adding Instagrammable custom exterior neon signage and interior graphics. I don't know. It just doesn't seem to me cauliflower is not the substitute for everything known to man. If you don't want meat, you just get some cauliflower and you fashion it into something that looks like meat. I'm not buying it. An unusual Burger King menu item offered in Thailand is going viral online after the fast food chain confirmed the real cheeseburger. Not this fake thing that has, you know, the beef patty, a little cheese on it. This is the real cheeseburger. It features 20 slices of American cheese and no meat. Hence, the cheeseburger. The real cheeseburger launched on Monday at Burger King locations across Thailand and the fast food chain took to social media to explain, this is no joke, this is for real. The 20-slice cheese sandwich sells for $3.10, far less than the $10.90 price tag for the more traditional cheeseburger with beef included. The unusual menu item went viral online, and at least one Burger King location in Bangkok had to suspend delivery orders for the sandwich to ensure there was enough stock for in-store customers. One 25-year-old customer in Bangkok says she likes cheese on her burgers, but this was a bit too much. 20 slices. I could only finish half of it, she said. I'm impressed she could finish half of it. This is an insane amount of cheese added into one burger. Food is good when things are at the right combination. So it's not likely to show up here anytime soon. A revoked Nevada license plate that was meant to drive away Californians is getting one last chance to go back on the streets. The plate, which reads G-O-B-K-2-C-A, It's short for Go Back to California, was recalled by the State Department of Motor Vehicles in May after it received a complaint. 
Now the vehicle owner is appealing the recall and will have a hearing on Wednesday, according to the Reno area news station. A section of the Nevada Administrative Code applied to the recall prohibits defamatory references to a person or group. In this case, the defamed group is Californians, the DMV said. Again, this is in Las Vegas. He added that the department regularly turns down license plates that share the same message. A special license uh, committee meets every Monday to review reported license plates before determining which ones violate Nevada statute. The uh, DMV reviewed more than 700 license plates from the uh, July of 2022 to early March. Denied license plates include the puzzle GGGGGGG, the overly rude U1DIOT, and many not-so-subtle allusions to profanity, which I will not recount here. Hundreds, hundreds, ladies and gentlemen, of golden retrievers gathered in Scotland. I've never been happier to be an American to be in the Pacific Northwest and far, far away from hundreds of golden retrievers gathered in Scotland with their owners to celebrate the 155th anniversary of the breed. The Golden Retriever Club of Scotland said Thursday the gathering at the um, in Glen Affric included humans and canines from more than 12 countries, including the United States, Canada, New Zealand, Japan, Australia, Germany, Netherlands, Romania, Czech Republic, Italy, Croatia and Estonia. The event marked the 155th anniversary of the first Golden Retriever litter being born in whatever the Scottish word is, house in 1868. The um, breed, uh, the breeder rather, um, was uh, Tweed Water Spaniel with a yellow wavy coated retriever in an attempt to recreate a breed of gun dog well suited for the Scottish Highlands. And that's how we got the Golden Retriever. They were officially recognized as a breed by Britain's The Kennel Club in 1913. Well, congratulations and stay in Scotland, if you will. Although they are uh, among dogs, they tend to be the more sweeter dog. It's not like a Doberman Pinscher or the that police dog that's terrifying. Well, animal care services officials in Texas said a family received a late night scare when a snake slithered across their kitchen floor after 2 a.m. San Antonio Animal Care Services said police received a late night call from a family who spotted a snake in their kitchen and police called in the ACS for help. I wonder if they wear capes. They should. An officer from ACS responded to the home and found the snake hiding behind the dishwasher. Of course, the officer moved the dishwasher out of the way and retrieved the timid but friendly snake. Now, what makes a snake friendly? One wonders which she identified as a ball python. Okay, the word python just kind of eliminates friendly. Anyway, the slithering trespasser dubbed Zolta by the ACS was transferred to a private rescue, never to be seen or heard from again. Oh, terrifying. We're going to take a break here in a minute, but we'll continue to take a look at the lighter side of the news and a reminder coming up in the second hour this week's Christian Outlook featuring uh, Pastor Michael Yosef. He's going to be talking about uh, the nation adrift, its need for a great awakening. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, and prepare us uh, for your coming. We'll also hear from Andy Bales, CEO of the Union Rescue Mission in downtown Los Angeles. We'll be talking about how the uh, Los Angeles uh, ministry is dealing with the uh, homelessness problem there. And Valerie Hill, CEO of The Real Options, talking about uh, states trying to set themselves up as havens for abortion on demand all the way up to birth and for any reason. 
You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Well, mail delivery in Kansas. And by the way, we're taking a look at the lighter side of the news. Sam Maupin Engineering. Mail delivery in Kansas neighborhood uh, was halted for nearly two months. Now, imagine that. You don't get your mail for two months. Why? Well, because of what the U.S. Postal Service described as a vicious dog the neighbors said might not even exist. Residents of the 3000 block of South 46th Terrace in Kansas City, in case you're wondering, said mail delivery was halted April the 29th after the local post office sent them a letter saying a vicious dog was creating hazardous conditions for the delivery workers. Lisa White said she and her neighbors were unaware of any such dog. I walk my dog every day. And I don't see one, she says. Well, residents were told the neighborhood would be receiving community cluster mailboxes at the end of their brick, uh, their block, rather. But they failed to arrive for weeks. Well, media relations spokesman for the U.S. Postal Service said this week that mail delivery would be resumed as the dog situation had been resolved. He didn't elaborate on the specifics of the resolution. The Postal Service revealed earlier this month that 5,300 employees were attacked by dogs while delivering mail last year. Kansas City, Kansas didn't make the top 25 in that list, but Kansas City, Missouri ranked number eight. Now, in this case, they're not really sure who the dog was, where the dog came from, or if the dog actually existed at all. Well, mail delivery has been temporarily suspended to a Texas neighborhood due to a dive bombing hawk uh, that has been targeting postal workers and anyone else who goes outside. Residents of the Millam Place and Kenwood Avenue in the Travis Heights neighborhood of Austin said they've recently been forced to keep an eye on the uh, on the sky to avoid being struck in the head by a bird. My brother was on a run and he thought I punched him in the back of the head, which I haven't done in 15 years, said Alfred DeBario. I've always been able to dodge it. I had I just kind of um, I go underneath uh, my awning or run into my car, he says, but the brother not so lucky. The Postal Service recently informed residents they would have to retrieve their mail from the South Congress Post Office for the time being. The Postal Service always strives to provide the best possible service. However, the safety of our employees and customers is our priority. Wildlife biologists uh, with the Texas Department of Parks and Wildlife said the hawk is likely protecting its young. This is the time of year that they have uh, constructed nests Early in the season or earlier, they've laid eggs and now it's at the point uh, in the season that they're raising their young. He said the hawk's aggression should subside once the newly hatched birds are large enough to fly off, usually in about, um, I don't know, six to seven weeks. So I hope you're not expecting anything urgent in the mail. It will not be delivered. Wildlife officials in California said they're attempting to capture the the re capture and rehome a sea otter that's embarked on an unusual crime spree stealing surfboards the california department of fish and wildlife said a five-year-old female known as otter 841 was observed stealing surfboards to ride the waves in santa cruz on at least three occasions during the weekend the california sea otter an endangered species was born in captivity at the monterey bay aquarium but Keepers took measures to attempt to prevent the animal from growing accustomed to humans. Well, the otter was released into the wild after being weaned, but in 2021, the animal was observed climbing onto a watercraft, including kayaks and surfboards. Officials said the behavior increased over time and the otter has become more aggressive. The CDFW officials said Otter 841 will be returned to the Monterey Bay Aquarium until a permanent home can be found, but... 
They have to catch him first, or rather catch her first. She's been quite talented at evading us, said the Sea Otter Program Manager at Monterey Bay Aquarium. They're still looking. An alligator was spotted swimming in a creek in a Pennsylvania park. Swimming in a creek. Now, this is probably an alligator somebody had in their home, and they let it out. Upper Darby police said the two-foot alligator was spotted swimming in the Darby Creek at Penn Pines Park. The Pennsylvania Game Commission was summoned to the scene, but police said the reptile swam off in the direction of some other place. A witness reported seeing someone wearing a mask grab the alligator out of the creek. Hmm. The three-foot alligator was previously pulled from Darby Creek in Prospect Park in 2018. The alligator in that incident was believed to be an abandoned pet and was given a new home at an aquarium. This was very likely an abandoned pet as well. Well, by the time Martin Dupain got back home from a short walk Thursday afternoon, he was covered with a smattering of tiny flying critters. They were in his hair. They were on his shirt. They were in his nose. When he sneezed, sneezed rather, the bugs came flying out. As if the smoke and haze sweeping in from wildfires in Canada weren't enough, New York City has been invaded in recent days with plumes, plumes, ladies and gentlemen, of flying insects that have become both a nuisance and a source of fascination. What were they? Where did they come from? And will they ever go away? Another unwanted Canadian export? Well, at first, Dupain, who lives in Queens, thought it might have been wind-driven ash. But he soon fought, um, found out, rather, that it was otherwise. Some were alive and flying. He quickly jumped in the shower. Well, the startling scene was nothing short of a uh, uh, natural disaster, or rather a G-N-A-T-U-R-A-L, natural disaster. Quipped a post on Twitter, which has been abuzz with reporters, reports rather, of swarms in some neighborhoods, while others remain, well, bug-free. As they entered clouds of bugs, some people tried to wave them away. Others covered their mouths and noses. Others put on surgical masks before venturing outdoors. One professor, an entomologist from the City University of New York, hadn't seen any of the insects himself, but he concluded from photos and videos circulating on social media that they are winged aphids, not gnats, as um, amateur bugologists assumed. Aphids are common all over the United States, even in New York City. They're small, pear-shaped insects that come in a variety of colors, from green, red, yellow, to black, brown, and gray. While he's not an aphid expert, there are very few. Uh, He said that the swarms are unusual, given the aphids don't usually come out in New York City until after summer. He theorized that the warm uh, winter uh, temperatures might have contributed by causing the bugs' biological clocks timers to be a bit off. Well, on Friday, he went in search of the aphid experts who could chime in. Aphids, uh, they fly at all times of the growing season. Uh, says one specialist who wrote an email to the uh, good doctor. If a colony gets too large, too dense, it will produce winged morphs to disperse. The wildfires in Canada and extreme temperatures could be messing with them, too. That theory sounded plausible uh, to another aphid researcher. The smoke might have allowed aphids to remain abundant longer into summer than normal. Many aphids slow down or stop reproduction in the heat of summer. Whatever the cause, the city's public health department said there was nothing to be alarmed about and there's nothing to be done. Ah, I know some people would like to be a chick magnet, but what about a tick magnet? We're learning that there are certain things that make you well, irresistible to a tick. Ugh. Hungry ticks have some slick tricks. 
They can zoom through the air using static electricity to latch on to people, pets, and other animals, according to new research. Humans and animals naturally pick up static charges as they go about their days. And those charges are enough to give ticks a boost to their next blood meal. (laughs) According to a study published on Friday in the journal current biology if you'd like to read more while the distance is uh, tiny it's the equivalent of us jumping three or four flights of stairs in one go the study author says an ecologist now at the berlin natural history museum ticks are ambush predators uh, he explained they can't jump or fly onto their hosts he said instead they um, hang out on a branch or a blade of grass with their legs outstretched a behavior known as questing and wait for people or animals to pass by so that they can grab on and bite to hold on it seemed that ticks were limited on how far they could stretch on their uh, tippy toes but now scientists are learning that static charges may help expand their reach they can now actually end up latching onto hosts that don't make direct contact with them well the researchers look at a species of tick called the castor bean tick which is common across europe This bloodsucker and its cousins are major culprits that uh, spread disease in animals and humans, including Lyme disease, and they're most active in warm months. Researchers found that when they um, charged, when they're charged with electrodes and place them near young ticks, the creatures would whiz through the air to land on those electrodes. And those are apparently carrying them to you, your pets and various sundry other things. I pretty much am going to stay indoors for the remainder of my life, given, you know, swarming this, diving that, hissing other things. It can be a bit overwhelming. One quick report. An Iowa man may be well on his way to an official world record for pencils. Aaron Bartholomew of Colfax has been collecting wooden... advertising pencils since he was a child now he claims to own more than 70,000 that's substantially more than the Guinness world record for the largest pencil collection 24,000 held by a man from Uruguay that record set in 2020 but wait there's more an Ontario woman her unusual collection earned her a Guinness world record title when the organization confirmed she owns 1,618 different packaged toothbrushes okay Well, I hope she has the toothpaste to support them. All right, we're going to take a break. We've got news and traffic coming at the top of the hour. Then this week's Christian Outlook. So stay with us. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Thanks for listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.